Welcome to the Danny Klinkscale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Insightful and witty commentary, probing interviews, and detours from the beaten path. Every once in a while, we have to bring out the big dog. Yeah. Oh, God help us. It's time for Danny Unleashed. <laughs> Sponsored by Eastern Roofing, where integrity matters. Go to easternroofing.com for more. Danny, I know how you like to let the man heal and roll out there. Just fine by me. Uh, Danny, please get a little Danny Unleashed. Brought to you by our friends at Easton Roofing. Joe Spiker and his great team. Commercial and residential roofing, gutters, insulation. They do it all. They are your commercial expert. Uh, we've talked about it. The tallest buildings, the biggest roofs, 14-acre roofs. Uh, no problem for Easton Roofing. But you know what? They can handle your house as well. If you've got, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say 14 feet. That would be pretty small. Yeah. I don't think they're doing dog houses. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Maybe. That's I don't a, know. The right price. I mean, you know, maybe ask if you want. Uh, check Lowest out their... prices on doghouse roofs <laughs> at Easton Roof. Check out their uh, great reviews on Google. Uh, voted neighborhood favorite on Nextdoor app. No payment collected until you're 100% satisfied. The only people that'll be on me or my family's roofs, it's Easton Roofing. Call Joe and his great team at 913-257-5426. See them online at EastonRoofing.com. And I know they're hiring as a great KC company. They're growing. Uh, you know. Pretty cool place to work. The whole office went to opening day. Uh huh. That's a pretty good setup. Yeah, I, I know. And and on top of that, haven't made them go back since. <laughs> you know, so they were there for the party, <laughs> and then haven't made them, you know, <sighs> suffer through. Yeah, m- free month off after my daughter's wife. Uh, my daughter's wife. Don't even if you're going to start to go down the road of the royals. Let no. me just jerk the wheel right <laughs> no. now. My, my, <laughs> My daughter's husband works in the Silicon Valley, and he has unlimited vacation. He can take vacation whenever he wants and however long he wants. So, so Pretty good. So you're, so you're saying he's Ben Messner? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> now, now the, the, obviously, people the don't. And they know that space. they have to get their work done to stay in good graces. But, you know, if they, they want to go to Europe for five weeks... Not saying they did that just a couple months ago. You can, yeah, it's nice. And he's a valued employee. Let's uh, let's talk about the uh, draft before we go too far uh, down the road. Yes. of uh, this gentleman's uh, occupation. Um, what was your thought of the overall look, the Kansas City side of things? I thought it was almost to a T, fantastic. It was big and sprawling and it featured Kansas City things a lot and Patrick Mahomes and Clark Hunt eventually, with his appearance at the end, punched all the right buttons. The only thing I'll say if if you want to just go outside and take a, a little bit of a look at it, just the way that Union Station was structured and the stage there, which looked great from the front and it was you know, man, bigger than anything they've ever done and the way that the draft choices would walk from a place we were very familiar with, where their green room was, down the hall, which right. we're all familiar with, and and into the into the state, it was all so good. The only slight negative. This is a slight, the slightest negative. I can see my tweet now. Most negative human being ever. I right. That one last week 
was when they would show the shot from behind on the stage out when the draft choices were coming on. It didn't look like this a city. Really, pretty much all you could see was the the Weston, the Weston, and the Liberty Memorial and a hill. And then when they showed a drone shot a couple times, it looked like they were shooting out from the west, uh, to the west, sort of towards Kansas. So you really didn't see cityscape, per se. Now, Kansas City doesn't have a tremendous amount of cityscape. When you're driving up on 35 or you're driving from the Northland, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But that wasn't visible. So that that's... That's the tiniest, only little thing that I would see that if somebody was watching, they were like, oh, this really is in Kansas, or it's they, in a prairie. They, did, they, they would take the shot from the memorial, because I remember going, oh, look, Sporting's got their logo on their building, their mm-hmm. downtown right. building. Yeah, maybe I they, missed they it. I was down. watching it the whole time, but I but, was but also But to your listening. point about when the guy came yeah, out and he right. saw, no, and, that, that you didn't have a, a, a big cityscape backdrop, but they did give the shot towards downtown a number of times, at least when I went home and rewatched some stuff on NFL Network, they did. And there's some misfortune there in that when you see from... The Liberty Memorial, the the line is straight down to the center of the stage, but the stage it t- is tilted, and so right. when you're on the stage and you're looking directly out, you're not looking. You're right. looking at the at the Weston. If they, if they could have found a way, maybe to come from the other side, whereas you watch the guy go across, you see the Liberty. You could have got a better shot, but, maybe. But it would have had. We're it really would have really slicing and dicing here. It would have been really had to have set up in reverse to see right. the cityscape that we have in Kansas City. So yeah, it's unfortunate that, was the, that, that was the, the backdrop only. and the. It's the only thing. I'm, for instance, when it was in Chicago, it was at Grant Park. It wasn't literally in the downtown. Right. Well, although Grant Park's just off the downtown. But so that that's the tiniest little complaint. But besides that, uh, I you know, and for me, maybe that's not even a negative. Maybe people are looking at it and saying, you know, that's that's nice. Look at this. Yeah. There's a nice hill there. It looks like a park. How pleasant. But yeah. I spent the entire time with the TVs are behind where I sit in the studio. So I did the whole night. I wasn't looking at the TV. But every time I turned around, I thought, wow, that looks cool. Yeah. Every oh, single oh, sure. cool. stage was The city did great. I think the NFL deserves some credit, too. They build that stuff out. They've got yep. a whole wing of a, you know, they've got a division of that is just that for doing those kind of things. And they did a hell of a job. I mean, their vision for what they were going to do with the windows being the backdrop. And I heard some people and I kind of shared it like, well, you're putting that thing up. You're just kind of covering all the beauty of the building. But they managed to incorporate the building into the backdrop of it. And, you know, it was it was an impressive setup. And I thought, I thought the city I, was the great. Reflection totally off the, agree. The pool. That was really cool. There were there are so many positives, but everybody will have talked about that. So I just thought I'd bring up yeah. something different to the table. What did you think of the Chiefs' selection when it was all said and done? I think he's a fine football player, and it's a hardworking person and a great story. And I think he'll be a, a good football player at with a nice floor. I don't know what kind of a ceiling he has necessarily. Just philosophically, I mean, we've talked about this in other sports and whatever. I, you know, or when the Chiefs sign free agents, I just prefer that it not be the locals in general. Or I would prefer a local player go somewhere else. That just because I think it's less pressure on that player. And if they indeed fail in, in regular sports terms... This in professional sports, if you were going to Kansas State because you grew up around Kansas, that's fine. But we're, I'm talking professional sports. I mean, we saw it plain and simple with Bubba Starling. I mean, that was that creates far more pressure. I agree, and I was I, I said that right off. I'm like, I hope it all works out, but 
I feel bad because if the if it doesn't, and baseball is much more of a bus factor than right. than football. But if it doesn't, he doesn't get to come home and be the local hero, right? If you get drafted by the Orioles and you stink, Baltimore doesn't like your name. Like they they don't like you. But you come home, you're still the multiple state champion and the guy who dunked in this game and did all that. That that kind of washes away when you're like, yeah, the guy couldn't really make it with the Royals. Like you know, it, I, I I get that for sure. I, I I the upside though is if say he's great, I mean then it's just wonderful. You've well, got a local I, player who is, I, I will go a step further and say that he's, he knows a lot of people already, and now he's right here. Like how many people are going to be reaching out to him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know whether it's just a high school buddy. He's like, hey man, can you you know hey you want to do this? Hey we're going there. We're you know guys that he's been friends with. But it's like you can't. We all know that like. You get older and you have a job and, you know, you don't have seven days a week for grab ass, right? And then you turn somebody down. Like, oh, you really changed, man. No, I mean, <laughs> right. I didn't. I I have a job and you don't. Right. I take mine serious and you don't. And so, like, I, I can't be out all night with you. And, you know, like, it, it, it doesn't, you know, my job doesn't work like that. I have to physically be ready. To go. Now, I think the way he's built himself up physically, right? I think the eating right, sleeping, working out. I think he's part got, of his DNA. I, yeah. I think it's a big priority, and that's not going to happen. But I, I just, I just think there's a, when you know a lot of people, there's a lot of people that can pull you, and I think that's going to be more of a challenge for him than it would be if he were, you know, playing, raised in in or Palo Alto for, or, or, or something. playing for the Vikings. Yeah, the distinction I, I draw between the him and, and Bubba Starling is that Bubba Starling was the 2011 draft. He was the fifth overall pick. He was going to be the savior. Right. The Chiefs don't. Oh, this is different. Yeah, but not, the, the Chiefs already have. Starling. Right, right. But, but, but I, th- I think there's a massive separation well, that, to me no, between I, the I two. I agree with that. I think he's there's far less pressure because he's not a high, high draft choice. He's the 31st pick in the draft. I don't know. He's a first-round pick. He's a, yeah. He can't suck. He is a first-round pick. That's true. He doesn't play quarterback. I mean, just think, for instance, if, if the Chiefs Was didn't. Was Ford a success? Chiefs, did, no. Okay. No, I don't think so. Because I'm going to pull the numbers here um, on one D Ford. It's um, hard to separate uh, what he did from the. Everyone remembers <laughs> the, the play. The play. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my, my my point is like here's one of the exercises I wanted. I, I know you wanted to kind of chime in there because no, that, that was because I'm going to. You sure? Yeah. That, that I was, I cut I just, you off. No, you. I was just making the, the comment about the, the distinction between the two. Yeah. I mean, I, I and I think yes, there's definitely a distinction. Uh, I I agree wholeheartedly with that, but I think there are things that will make it a challenge. But I, I would I would I, what's going to make this a successful pick? Oh, I think it's a successful pick if he's just is a good player who starts. If he's if if he and George Karloftis are each slightly above average rush ends. On, yeah. As bookends, I think that would be a successful. If he pick. starts and makes plays, and the team wins, yeah, you don't think, that, you don't think he needs to. That's get the other part. He's, he's playing for a championship team. If he's only okay, and after his it's for, a complete cop out, and after his first contract so runs out, they decide, you know, maybe not so much. What yeah, tangibly like, has to happen for this to be a success? I said, I think he has to be a starting player who is a slightly above average and provides good play, maybe not great well, quantify play. Quantify that for me. I mean, that, know, that's I like see. an ambiguous, like, oh, yeah. Mm. Hell, we, we've seen them start Ryan Sims. Right. Yeah. Anybody call him that a but success? I, but, well, but let's, let's say he's a seven to nine sack type of player. 
not ever, you know, going crazy, and maybe one year he's six, and maybe he never gets to ten, whatever. But he's good. He plays 65% of the snaps, reasonable against the run. They can't. They don't have to take him out. He's just. He's not a one-trick pony. I think that will be a success. Is it a raging success? No, but he is an last player of the first round pick, and you've talked about it many times that most NFL people don't think there are 31 or 32 actual number one draft choices. I think that's kind of funny. They are number one draft choices. That's what they'll always be remembered as. Right. No matter what you think, whether there were 12 this year or 22 or 41, uh, he still has number one next to his name. But So I, I, I don't think he has to be great, but I think he has to be good, and that's in that range where guy gets enough sacks, but he's not threatening to lead the league. He's not wrecking games. Now, he wrecked games in college. If, if he was that good... He was the big. He was the player of the year. So, if he was that good, it's a it's a great success. But I don't think he has to reach those levels, and I I don't think he probably will. But I think that will be okay. But the problem is also, say in training camp, he's running with the twos or whatever, and there's going to be more people, more reporters, more whatever who are going to ask more questions about him than they really even would for another number one draft choice just because he's from K-State. Or maybe a couple of years down the road, he's just a rotation player, and they're still going to talk about him, you know, or do a feature story on him because he went to K-State. Uh, so in a perfect world, him being drafted by another team, to me, would have been better for him, necessarily. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't, I don't disagree. I agree with that. But, I, but I, I, I'm more interested in quantifying what is going to make the pick a success. And and I I, I like I, he plays the edge. Sacks are a good place to pick, right? Yeah, it's a good place to measure the man's worth, is it not? Yeah, that's what I said. I think he. So, I think successful would be, you know, anything. If he's never sacking anybody, if he's getting three, then that's you said not, seven to nine, right? Yeah, yeah. So eight sacks times five, five years that they have control of him would be forty, right? Right. So if he has thirty two, if he has. 24 sacks in three years. Are they going to exercise the fifth-year option? Because that has to be done before the fourth year. I would think that, that at eight sacks per year, they would. So D. Ford, just to be clear, D. Ford uh, had 15 and a half sacks uh, through his first three years. One and a half, four, and ten. They exercised the fifth-year option. He had two after only playing in six games. And then he had 13 his final year going out the door. He finished with 40 sacks. So there right. he was, right uh, on. Forty seconds. I'm sorry for his career. Right. Uh, he picked up six and a half, zero, and three uh, in San Francisco. And was out of football last year, uh, so he finished with forty uh, on the Chiefs' all-time draft pick list. Just drafted players they drafted. Uh, they have drafted twenty players that have had forty sacks or more. Want to hear the list? And this is also with uh, Pro Football Reference has gone back, and they're adding in sacks for the older players right. from before it was a, a An official stat. stat. So the list uh, going from 40 up, and there's three guys at 40, Bobby Bell, Bill Moss, and D. Ford. Uh, again, this is they had it in their whole career, not necessarily for the Chiefs. Uh, Don Brum, Tom Keating, Ted Washington, uh, Whitney Paul, Mike Bell, Aaron Brown, Wilbur Young, Chris Jones is at 65. Jerry Mays, Buck Buchanan, Art Still at 80. Uh, Tom Bahali, uh, Billy, uh, Bob Lilly, Neil Smith, Justin Houston, Derek Thomas, Jared Allen. 
I think it's interesting. Their top three sackers, the top three sackers that they drafted, uh, went picks 126, 4, and 70. DT being the four. And that, although that seems to be in modern-day football. They're normally. getting better at finding the guys. Right. Yes, they're, they're less likely to be down there. Um, but then after that, Neil Smith was two. Bob Bob Lilly, who they drafted and didn't sign, went on to play for the Cowboys. Uh, they took a, a 14th in the AFL draft. Uh, Tom Bali was picked 20. I think a Tom Bahali-like career is what I would like from him. I don't know, having that kind of longevity. Well, I was about to say that Tom Bahali is, as a player in each season... Is about what you're thinking. The level, that, that, no, I mean anything much below that, and it's probably not that good. You know, Tom Bahali was he was never one of the top pass rushers in the National Football League. That's not true. And he had eighteen and a half. His, well, I mean, his first I mean, three years. For, I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I just to say never. I, I just I would. It, I take the never out. He was a five consecutive Pro Bowl player. Two times second uh, All Pro, second team All Pro. I, just, when, I think when you looked at the landscape of the National Football League, I don't know if you ever said Tom Bahali. I think from ten to fifteen, he was pretty well respected because he went eight, seven and a half, three, eight and a half. Then he had fourteen and a half in two thousand and ten, uh, twelve, nine, eleven. I think in that run, no four year run. That was no. that was it. He yeah. made the Pro Bowl the next year was six, and the year after that was six and a half. But his run of fourteen and a half, twelve, nine, eleven. He's pretty good. That's good. Yeah. That is yeah. good. By the way, I was looking. Um, five five Chiefs have had at least twenty four sacks in their first three years. Also, one thing we don't really think in, in the in the com, in the modern in the sack era. The only thing we the other thing we don't. Th- um, Derek Thomas forty three and a half freak show. Art Still, who did have a couple of years, he had twenty nine and a half it was before it was official. Jared Allen at twenty seven and a half. Justin Houston twenty six and a half, and Chris Jones twenty four. Well, the other thing to think about really is the fact that you should have more sacks now. Teams throw the ball more. They throw more. <laughs> but you they get, protect better. They protect yeah. better, and quarterbacks protect better. And they they get release rid the ball of it. quicker. Right. Yeah. Teams right. scheme better. Um, yeah. uh, theoretically, you have more chances. Yes, yes. But I, th- I think because of that, it's more important. You know, it's it's a bigger and, part of what you are and, and what your game is. And and I do think pressures are important as well. But I, I I'm really quite excited as a Chiefs fan to have Karloftis and this guy with Chris Jones in the middle. Because I think they're try hard guys and when Chris yes. Jones flushes somebody, they're gonna get him. Yeah. Right. Well that's a that sort of ties into the Tamba Hali. I mean, he, he was That's a, exactly what he was. He, he I was a, Sam McDowell and I argue about that because McDowell thinks he was more of a just roar no. up, beat the tackle. No, I mean, there's um, a lot of coverage I, sacks in there. I shouldn't speak for Sam with him not sitting here. Let him. He's articulated his point before, and he'd probably be like, you're not fully. He would probably do it more justice, what his point is. But we well, disagree in the sense that... I think you're fully understanding I, what I was saying. I would just say that, like, Derek Thomas was a pressure sack guy. Tom Bahali was a coverage sack guy. Jared Allen was a pressure sack guy. You could do everything Houston, right, and he'd still smoke. Justin him. Houston was down that road, but even Justin Houston was more coverage sack guy. Uh, and so far, it looks to me like Carl Loftus is going to be that. Agreed. An effort guy who's still around, scrapping when the guy pulls it down the second time. Yeah. and, and Or he, I, or he I, tries to break out of the pocket. For mm-hmm. sure. For sure. Um, all right. What's your prediction on what he will be? How many sacks will he have after five years? 
Say a hundred. Thirty-seven. <laughs> what did you say? Say a hundred. Say a hundred. Say a hundred. Thirty-seven. One twenty. Say just under the threshold we talked about. What a check. Because I think it it seems like for the Chiefs, if if a guy doesn't just, I, I'm bullish on him. If he doesn't come explosive, you know, exploding into the league, then you know he may have to ramp up from six, uh, but. I may be, I, I may be underestimating him a little bit because I, I like what he did in college, and I know he's going to give the effort, and I know he's going to be ready to play. Uh, it'd be surprising if he was like, "Oh, he's out of shape," or in year three, he's in the best shape of his life. You know, that yeah. usually means a guy who was not in good shape before. Right. So I don't think that's going to be the case for him, and I think he he will benefit. I think they're going to end up extending Chris Jones in August. And he's going to benefit from Chris Jones in the middle, and Karloftis on the other side. That like that trio is going to be pretty good. First of all, they damn well better be because it's two first round picks and a high second that is you've now invested a would be investing a third contract in. So you, yeah. you know, Chris, we know Chris Jones is really good. He's better than his draft position was. All of a sudden, that that's where I think if you want to if we if they win another championship and everyone's going. God, how do they do it? I don't know. They invested high picks in 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 the defensive line. They 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 have quality line of scrimmage play on both sides of the ball with the Hall of Fame quarterback. This is not, and that's what Andy Reid has done in his whole career. Yeah, drafted high players. I mean, the, the, his high draft choices generally have been along the line. Yeah, nine of his fourteen initial selections, because sometimes he didn't have a first, but nine of his fourteen initial selections with the Eagles were defensive linemen. Right. I mean, not defense, defensive linemen. I mean, that, yeah. that's where he went. And so this is not stunning that they decided to make the edge a priority. Well, he has nothing to do with the Eagles now, but clearly they've followed that mantra. Yeah. I mean, they are trying to create marauders up front, and, and they look like they're succeeding yes. also. You said 37 and a half? Yeah. That would put him seventh in the sack era among Chiefs in their first five years. Derek Thomas, 66, Justin Houston, 56, Jared Allen, 43, Tom Bahali, 41.5, Neil Smith, 41, Chris Jones, 40.5. So that's all you expect is for him to be just off the pace of all pros. uh, Yeah. Okay. That's not much. (laughs) That's that's about, yeah, that's, that's my expectation, but I think that's more like, I'd take, if, if I set that bar, and you ask me to take the over or the under, I'll take the over. Did they? Did if that's they, my bar. You'll take the over on that. I'll take the over. So on you that. think he'll be better than that? If you made me, I, I predicted yeah. what I think he will do, which is which thirty-seven is and a half. But if I if I have to pick an over or an under, I'll pick the over. I uh, I'm feeling like I think he's going to be better this year. I think he is going to benefit from the other two. And so, and but then I think there'll be the okay. They pay attention. But to is Karloftis a player that you really benefit from, or does is Karloftis a player think, that benefits from other people? Well, so are you saying you, so? You don't think Karloftis is good? I think he's good. I, I think he's still an effort sacker. Yeah. I don't think he. Like I said, I don't think he's a first move guy. Right. But I don't think Tom Bahali was. And now we could debate over whether he was or wasn't. What are you talking about? He'd make this. I'm just like. Because I watched Derek Thomas. I was an adult male watching Derek Thomas play, so I know what the best of the best look like. Right. 
and Tom Holy didn't look like that. He was really good. He built himself into what he became. He made a lot of sacks after spinning into the interior when there was a mess in the middle. Yeah. He didn't fly covered around. Sacks. Yeah, he didn't cover sacks or chaos where the quarterback right. has to take his eyes down. And I think that's what Karloftis is. Right. Uh, Tom Holy was my comp for him last year. I, I think there might be more. I, I, I want to go watch more. I'll start watching all the videos now that he's a chief. He's not just a guy I'm watching once to have a vague idea under. I'll sit and spend a lot of time watching all the little cut-ups and things that people put out there. And we'll see. But my, my inclination off of what I've seen is, because I remember he was, a, he was like, I think the single biggest reason that I was high on K-State this year. Because I'm like, they got a guy who's going to pressure the quarterback. They had other things, too. Veteran offensive line, the depth at quarterback. They, great running back. Yeah, great running back. You know, there were, there were other things, too. But on defense, I knew that they were had a guy that teams were going to have a problem with. And so I, th- I think he's better than Karloftis. I'll say that now. So I, will you, I think, will you yeah, say that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. I think he's better than Karloftis, and I think Karloftis is good. Yeah. So if he ends up being very good... Chris Jones is great. That's a that's a bitch to play on Sundays. I, 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 I guess the question is, how long is Chris Jones going to be great? That that's the biggest question right now. I had somebody perhaps around that used the term unicorn. It could well be. You know, I mean, I, they have a unicorn at tight end. I, I I frankly don't expect Travis Kelsey to start dropping off for at least a couple years. I kind of like the Chidea that this is it. You enjoy this year because like the 35 is the cliff. <laughs> also because he's a busy man. Yeah, he's a busy man. things that are not football right now. Oh, but yeah. it, which it's a long way away from camp, but I'm just like hmm. Oh, I was, li- I was listening Kelsey to... Kelsey Jam Fest tonight. I was uh, listening to a golf show the other day. And it's called Gravy in the Sleeves. It's on Sirius. Whatever. And they, have a, they have a midday show and they were they had just been part of a celebrity golf tournament in Las Vegas last weekend and Travis Kelsey was on one of the two hosts team and he said i was pretty concerned that he was going to answer the bell you know, <laughs> all weekend uh, <laughs> you know i'd make my last rounds and travis I'd like to see you at the no. on the tee box tomorrow. <laughs> so, and that's just me listening to a golf show, right? So, and so yes, he's a busy man. Yeah, yeah. He seems to be able to compartmentalize things, though. The older you get, the harder that is, though. That's true. So we'll watch. We'll see. Uh, we'll take a break. More with Danny Klingscout's Danny Unleashed, brought to you by our friends at Easton Roofing. Joe Spiker and his crews, absolutely the best, whether it's your home or your office. Doesn't matter how big it is. Easton Roofing handles the biggest jobs in Kansas City, uh, one of the fastest-growing companies in Kansas City. If you'd like to be a part of it, check them out online at EastonRoofing.com. More of Danny's Reasonably Irreverent podcast after this. Hey, Kansas City, Joe Spiker, Easton Roofing here. This happens all the time. I had a homeowner call me because a roofing company talked him into submitting a claim for hail damage. The claim was not denied, but all the insurance paid for was cosmetic damage to the roof. Of course, there was no damage to the roof that mattered. The roofing company was just doing what most do, turn it in and hope to get lucky, with no thought to the consequences they leave behind for the homeowner. The homeowner asked me what to do, and unfortunately he was stuck paying his deductible for a bunch of unnecessary repairs. 
because if he doesn't get it fixed, the insurance won't cover his roof anymore. Turning in an insurance claim is not something to do willy-nilly. It is a serious procedure that requires serious people to help you through the process. That's why you should never turn in an insurance claim without having Eastern Roofing take a look first, for free, and keep you from filing erroneous insurance claims that can hurt you in the end. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. All right, the good sense. End of the hour answer. How many times in the common draft era... You love that phrase. Has you ever, use it a lot. I, I do. I, I love it. I, I love, learned to love it. I love the common draft era and the divisional era in baseball. Uh, how many times in the common draft era has every first round pick come from a major conference? Well, it happened last night. It did. Um, what do we have? Like nine from the Big Ten, nine from the SEC, something like that. What was it six from the Big Twelve, four from the ACC, and three from the Pac Twelve? I think were the numbers. I'm coming off the top of my head, but uh, there were no non-power fives. How about that, Danny? None. None. Well, it's probably going to happen. I would think a little bit more in the future with transfer portal and Agreed. everything else. I was wondering if, how many of the guys last night maybe were transfers, but I don't think any of them were. Right. Well. Well. Also. Right. I mean, we're in the early yeah, stages of early stages of NIL too. Before other programs maybe even ramp it up, or maybe never will ramp it up. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it's never happened. Uh, it has never happened before. Last night, last right, uh, right. one time, I was looking through the first rounds year by year and counting them up, and I got about 20 years back, and I thought, you know what? This sounds like something ESPN Stats and Info would have already done, and they had. So they wasted about 10 Yet minutes. Yet another work, time but. in Curtis's life where yes. he spent a lot of useless hours. Oh, at man, things. there are so many. Yeah, so we, so we, we all many. have them. But there's a little part of me, the nerd of me, is like, I, well, I kind of like the discovery part of looking for stats. I do, stats. too. Because you learn stuff yeah. along the way. Yeah, that's right. Or like, uh, was it 2000, uh, was 2011, I think it was. They hadn't been one taken until pick 30. They were two picks away, or three picks away, and they, they, someone was taken from, like, Tulane or Tulsa or something. Was, oh, so close. Yeah. But no. Uh, good sense. Uh, get you some good sense on your way home tonight. Uh, if you have everybody, uh, everybody over to watch the draft, I can't stress the uh, party trays. Great way to go. You can order them at goodsensesubs.com right there. Just a couple of clicks. It'll be ready for you. Everything you need comes with it. Of course, we're talking about the softest, pillowy soft bread. Uh, baked fresh twice each day. The meats, cheeses, sliced right when they make the sandwich. Uh, it is the best sandwich in town. It's a good sense. Go to goodsensesubs.com to order yours today. Danny Klinkscale's with us, a little Danny Unleashed. Uh, how about the rest of the teams in the league, Danny? Uh, anything jump at you? Are you shocked Will Levis is sitting there? Are you shocked Anthony Richardson went four to the Colts? I, I'm shocked at Anthony Richardson. Okay. I am shocked. I mean, this is, to me, a, an absolute boom or bust pick. I mean, his performance last year warrants nowhere near a first-round pick, let alone the fourth pick in the draft. I mean, his final college football game, he completed 9 of 27 passes. 9 for 27. He completed a whopping 53% of his passes last year. Uh, now, I, he's got all the physical ability. So you, you don't buy the it. Josh Allen, like, hey, we've got all these raw tools. We'll come in and we'll we'll chis- chisel away what's not there and reveal a, a, the amazing Well, that's what they're hoping for, sure. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that you, know, I, you can see the t- – but 
At some point in time, you do like to see... I bet Josh Allen didn't complete 53%. I know it wasn't great, but I don't think he completed 53% of his passes. At Wyoming? Is that what you're... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I know. I remember it wasn't great, but... Also, he's playing at Wyoming. I mean, yes, it's lesser competition, but he probably had lesser people to... 56.3. No, well, it's better. That's 3% six, six, yeah, better. 16 touchdowns, Still six better. And that's what every day. Yes, okay. And, and Richardson has the... For his career, he was 56%, yeah. 44, and 21. We did talk extensively yesterday with the, um, our friend Adam Kilgore about the nexting thing. You know, it, if, if there's one guy who's done it... Suddenly, the that, idea that's that, the guy that everybody... Well, he did it. Yeah, but every, everybody says, well, there it is. It's been done. I think what's of note is he really only played this year. It was mop-up duty before this year. Um, for his career, by the way, uh, he's 54.7. Right. And also, it, it does oh, well, say I'm just saying that it, it gets closer. He's 54.7. It's 1.6 difference. It's, right. That's a fair comp. I'd, I'd say, yeah, it, it is a reasonably are, fair comp. I also would say that... He did, yes, he didn't play till last year. Yard, yards per attempt, Josh Allen um, was for his career seven point eight. His last year six point seven. Anthony Richardson's career was seven point nine. Uh, last year he was seven point eight yards per attempt. So he was pushing the ball down the field a little bit more. Anthony Richardson had the higher uh, college passer rating by four points, one thirty one to one twenty eight, which is dreadful, by the way. <laughs> Well, then Josh Allen is dreadful. If somebody can understand, tell me what the, the passer, NCAA passer rating is, might be the most irrelevant stat in I the agree. history of stats because nobody knows what's good. I, I agree. I don't even know what the maximum is. I don't. Um, Do you? I'm going to look it up. No, I, I, I don't know why it is what it well, is. Well, it's, it's got to be high because he had a game last year where he had a 327.6. But, but this is the thing. He averaged 6.3 yards per carry. Anthony Richardson did. Uh, Josh Allen averaged 2.2 or 3.2 for his career. Um, you know, that's what they're looking at. I, I think. Oh, I see is, what they're looking at. I, I do. But to me, that's a that's a real crapshoot at the number four pick in the draft. Aren't all quarterback draft picks crapshoots? I guess, and you got to have one. But I mean, unless you get that rare, you know, who who are the guys that we just flat out knew were one one? It was Trevor Lawrence. It's Andrew Luck, Luck right? And before that, it's what? All I'm I mean, saying, Peyton Manning, though, is there was if, a debate. If somebody, Mahomes went ten. Like it's not an easy spot. So, I, I, but I'm with you. I, I do get it. I. I it's a, it's an unbelievable to me it's the Chris Ballard's ass is on the line right and the owner wants a quarterback and we got to take a shot and you look at it and who's the who's the Colts offensive coordinator Jim uh, Bob Cooter is that who it is is now? it really uh I think it is well they've got didn't they will the offensive guy from the Eagles be calling plays there yeah, I, I heard, heard Jim Bob heard, Cooter uh, yeah. yeah I heard that Jim yeah. Bob I think it is Jim Bob um so I was just figured the guy who's going to be in the room with him more than the. By uh, the way, coach, that's a lucky. I heard it today. If anybody uh, thinks Bob I'm Cooter. really deep into the, ooh, he knows the coordinator for the Colts. I heard it today. Well, you should. And you can't. Your, and you, you should have kept your mouth shut because I was like, "Damn, Danny, nice, nice poll there." And you can't 
forget Jim Bob Cooter also, you know, if they if it was Bob James or something, uh, yeah, there's no might way not remember that. that. Right. So, um, anyway, the but, but he's not calling plays, so I don't whatever. Right. But um I think what they're looking at is one and the head coach was the Eagles coach who really took Jalen Hurt 2 years ago turned around a team that looked like it was going to be terrible and some people were picking to be the worst team in the league and backdoored a playoff spot off we're running the ball. They've got Jonathan Taylor and now they're going to add the threat of of a 245-pound quarterback running it and they're going to throw off that. And I think they feel like we've got to get our ass in the playoffs and we can do it with this. We've got a pretty good roster. We're going to play ground and pound, and the changeup is going to be the pass, and we're going to hope to develop him as a passer as the Eagles have with Jalen Hurts because more and more it's become him as a passer. They've got Pittman. Then they grab another receiver, too. No, I, I was reading somebody projecting them to take a wideout, um, and maybe they will here later in the, in, in the draft. But you know they've got some guys, and I, and I think they're just saying, we're going to ground and pound and play defense. And we're going to see if we can't ten and seven our way into the playoffs. Save all our asses, and, and, and see this if we guy can't could even, develop them. This guy could even complete fifty five percent next year, and, and, and we'll be fine. And be fine. I mean, uh, the Jalen Hurts uh, first year. More uh, of Danny's reasonably irreverent podcast after like. this. By the way, I will add that the the NFL passer rating is a scale of zero to one fifty eight point three. Right. Passing efficiency in college football is on a scale of. Minus seven thirty one point six to plus twelve sixty one point six. Boy, what do they use? What I person? Don't, I don't want to know. I don't. Well, know. I mean, is I was going to say, is it a person they hire a mathematician yeah. and then give him acid and tell him to it come up to go, with a formula? What's funny is this: a person who completes every single pass for a ninety nine yard touchdown would have twelve sixty one point six. The NFL at least limits the tops and bottoms of things. You can't go past right. a certain number and. Um, it is goofy. Jalen Hurts, first year, 1-3 as a starter in 2020. Completed 52% of his passes for just over 1,000 yards, six touchdowns, four INTs, and uh, ran for, what is that? Here we go, rushing. Ran for 354 yards and four starts, right? Then he ran for 784 and 760, being the guy, 15 games each Easton time. Roofing. Rushed for 10 Commercial, and residential, so and gutters, too. Call Easton Roofing, 913-257-5426. EastonRoofing.com. Easton Roofing. Integrity Matt Completed 61% for 3,116-9. And, and last year, uh, 67% for 3,722-6. That's what they're trying to do. Now, the difference is, to your point... He doesn't have a Jalen Hurts OU season. No. Right? Where it's like, no, that guy really spun it. And yeah, he could run, but he really spun it. Um, why don't? Why in baseball I can go get uh, off a pro baseball player? Oh, here, I can. I knew it. I knew the reference sites. I have a few nitpicks with the reference sites, but for the most part, the world should run like the reference sites. Uh, at OU, his one year, 3,800 uh, passing yards. On seventy percent right. completions, thirty-two and eight touchdown to INT chipped in a a handy uh, thirteen hundred yards rushing and twenty touchdowns. Yeah, that's that's a resume right there. Wow, I didn't realize it was that big at OU. Good lord, fifty-two touchdowns. 
That's decent. By the way, if the entire world worked like the reference site, so they would be humming all the time because the fan would be blowing because it would be <laughs> pulling too much energy out of the world. They also would not come with a dual <laughs> pop-up video and ad every time. Um, we're fans, but we have our beefs. Yeah, but... yeah. All right, let's take a break. More with Danny Klinkskill. He's brought to you by our friends at Easton Roofing. Danny Klinkskill is unleashed literally right now. Uh, he's gnawing on the leg of the intern. We'll take a break. You're in the program. Tasty. Danny Unleashed, Danny brought to you by Easton Roofing. Find them online at EastonRoofing.com. Uh, commercial, residential, no payment collected until you're 100% satisfied. Joe Spiker and his great team, best in the business. Uh, don't get on that roof. Don't climb that roof. Uh, they'll come inspect it uh, for free. Any repairs need to be done. Give you a free estimate right there, whether it's your home or your business. It's Easton Roofing, the easiest call you'll ever make. Um, so, Danny, what do they take now? Who do you get at 63, Danny? I, I think they're in the same wheelhouse that we were talking about going into the first pick. You know, they don't. They'd love to have. I need a, a name, Danny. Stop beating around the bush. Give me a name. Uh, I probably am not going to give you a name because I'm probably not convicted enough to give you a name. I I think they should either wide receiver or offensive tackle. Best available. How's that? Is that wimpy enough? <laughs> yeah, it's that's. That's about as chicken crap as it comes. Well, I, Certainly I, not I, unleashed. I pulled, I pulled out the Joe Bob Cooter. Well, you know what would be unleashed is me <laughs> is me set, pulling out some, looking at a list right here of best available and saying, yes, yeah, Serena, I think that they should pick. Uh, That's what the fans see. want let, you to do, Danny. Let me see. Uh, do you, uh, okay, yeah. Give them a name, Danny. All right. I want, demand I, the I, name. I want me some uh, Keanu Benton. Big boy out of Wisconsin. He's nah, my guy. Bad pick, Danny. Well, that's that's my guy. I'm I'm guy. I'm dying on that mountain of a man. How big a boy is he, Danny? Uh, probably over three hundred pounds. I'm guessing. You know, he's a defensive tackle. I'm going to guess he's over no. three hundred. No, no defensive tackle. Let me click on him. Well, Does he play I can do that. Three oh nine, come on! Keanu Benton six three and five eighths, three oh nine. Yeah, thirty three and seven eighths uh, wingspan, which is yeah. a big one for the Chiefs in the trenches, uh, which is the fifth he, longest he, arms the defensive lineman measured at the he, combine. He does an outstanding job of dropping his weight and anchoring for a taller <laughs> nose tackle, Seren. That's the type of guy I want if, in the middle of the like, line you, as a as a as a running mate for Chris Jones. You want to let Chris Jones free wheel. So what do I want? I want a mountain of a man who drops his weight and anchors his position yes. and lets Chris Jones Sir, free wheel a little bit. Ad lib. I want survive? solid. Who? What says more solid than Wisconsin? <laughs> well, I like my guy Gerard Clark from Coastal Carolina, Danny. Really? You're going outside the power conference? 334 pounds. I am. I am. 334 oh, pounds. Much more of an anchor. You know, I, I like him a lot better. <laughs> I do like when I listen to shows, and you'll have some guy, and he'll, and he'll clearly be reading somebody's draft capsule, you right? know. What do you think of the Bill Jones out of slightly short arms, but 
active in his stance, and I'm like, shut up. <laughs> he has good initial punch. Unless, unless you're... Plays well in a phone booth. Yeah, unless well you're making space. fun... Good make, initial first step. Unless somebody hired you and you're making money or you used to do this in the end of or something, I'm not listening because you're just reading somebody else's crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you know whose crap to read, isn't that part of what our yeah. job is? Sure. Eliminate the guys that are just, you know... Right. Scribbling things down in their mom's right. basement and right. listen to the ones who are actually earning a living doing That's this That's exactly kind of thing. what I said. If they're earning a living doing something like that, uh, Maybe. I'll, I'll listen to them. The okay. draft doctor would have had an answer. There you go. Well, good for the draft doctor. Dad, he had a number I, of answers. Yeah, well, I, have to, I have to do other house calls at times, so I can't be the draft doctor at all times. Two-minute drill is next. Thank you, Danny. You're welcome. We hope you enjoyed the latest Danny Klingscale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Come back soon for something fresh and new. This podcast was made possible by our great sponsors like Easton Roofing, where integrity matters. Joe Spiker and his team are the best in the business for all your roofing needs. Handle with honesty and craftsmanship. Visit them at eastonroofing.com.